Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Ventini from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. We're going to ignite your faith on fire because we're full of it. Faith, that is. But anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking about the land where we're from. The scripture says in Ephesians 3.20, and I read, not Ephesians, I mean Philippians 3.20. It says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, I believe, you know, we're, we're born into a nation physically, and we believe that that's the, all there is. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf as Christians as well. We don't have a revelation that once we get born again, that we're translated out of the world, the kingdom of darkness, the one with Satan rules, and we're now in the kingdom of God. So that's what this scripture is referencing, saying that our citizenship is in heaven, because that's where we're going to spend eternity. We're around here fighting here, like we're going to spend our life here in our city, in our state. We're going to be here forever. No, you're a citizen of the kingdom of God now, which means you're, we talked about that last week, an ambassador for that kingdom. You're a representative, and you have to live your life as such. And you were saying earlier how people, uh, I guess the scriptures refers to it as dualism. I mean, on Sundays, we, we act like this. We act the best that we're going to act all week. And then we, on the weekdays, we, we go back to the natural man. <laughs> we're the spiritual man on Sundays, but... During the weekday, we go back to the natural man, uh, not realizing or having an understanding that we're to always crucify our flesh, you know, deny ourselves. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. And as I am, so are you in the world. So we have to constantly meditate on what God said about who we are and, and where we are and, and, and what our position is. Scripture says we're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. That's where we are positionally 
And the scripture also says uh, about putting, uh, he says something about being in the army, not focusing on all the, uh, the issues of the world, all the negative stuff, all the fighting. And well, he says the soldier stuff. doesn't involve themselves in civilian affairs. Right, right there. A good soldier. <laughs> a good soldier in the army of the Lord doesn't involve himself. And, and yes, we have a right in this nation to vote and all that. But once we start gripe, griping and grumbling and backbiting and, and just using our words to poison, because the scripture says, you know, about that tongue over in James, that is the, one of the most deadliest members of the body. And with it, we bless God, who was who made in the similitude of man. And also, we, we curse, I mean, we, with it, we bless God. And with it, we also curse men with it, who are made in the similitude of God. Then he goes to say, brethren, that ought not be so. And again, I believe a lot of Christians don't have an understanding of that, that their words are powerful. And we're supposed to use words to edify, not constantly tear down. If we're going to use them to tear down or curse, we should be cursing the devil because you have a right to curse him. Well, you know, we were talking <laughs> before we came on the air and you were talking about a person that you know that, that is always um, after politicians. And he's, you, you said he was an equal opportunity hater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he, yes, he, he is. He was after them all, you know. But it's so easy for us to think, well, that's just politics. You know, that doesn't have anything to do with my religion. And so I'm this way as a Christian on Sunday or even during the week, maybe. But that's politics. So it's okay in politics to, to say mean things. It's okay in politics to say nasty things. It's okay in politics to lie. It's okay in politics to do those kind of things because that's politics. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that divide their life up like that. That's Well, this is work. And at work, you got to stretch the truth a little bit sometimes where I work, people say, or you can't always be a good Christian where I work. And so they say they, they split their life up, compartmentalization, they used to call it, where right. <laughs> this is how I act when I'm at church. This is how I act when I'm at home. This is how I act when I'm in the workplace. This is how I might act at the grocery store. And they all don't have to match. They don't have to be the same. And... There are a lot of people that go to church every Sunday and they look really good, but if you saw them during the week, they don't they don't really match up with what they used to what they're saying on Sunday. And the reason why in their own mind is, well, that's church and this is work or this is whatever, and they don't have to have anything to do with each other. I was telling you a story about a woman I heard once say, I don't want my religion to have anything to do with my life. They they don't the the one doesn't affect the other one. And I'm like, what is Christianity if it doesn't affect your life? That's what Jesus wants is to change our life. So if we're not going to allow him to change our life, what is the point? Well, and the scripture says in Corinthians that we're being transformed into his image from glory to glory. And we have to get an understanding of that. Again, we're ambassadors for God. We're God's representative. The scripture also says in Corinthians that we're ministers of reconciliation. When you're born again, you're now in the family, the kingdom of God, and you're now an ambassador or representative for the family of God. And, and yes, you don't have to like everybody, but that don't, you shouldn't have to badmouth some people just because you don't like it. I can see things, but, but people, because the Bible says God is love. So if God so loved the world, you ought to so love the world and, and still have that regard not to 
to put your mouth on them negatively, constantly. Well, see, and it's just, <laughs> and to use politics as an example, you can say that person's policy, that person, this idea this person has isn't good without saying they're a bum. Right, And that's what right, typically yeah. happens in politics is, is you start talking about the other person is a liar, the other person is a thief, the other person is a cheat, the other person is just no good. But then I'm mindful of what Jesus said about he who has no sin, let him cast the first stone. And also what he said about before you pull the speck out another's eye, pull the, the log out of your eye. We, we don't seem to think about that when we're throwing stones or judging others. Because, and I heard it said, people that judge others all the time, they, they're just trying to keep the spotlight off of them, off of their skeletons in the closet. And I always tell people, you know, if you don't have any skeletons in the closet, you probably just got some dead bodies right now. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't become skeletons because... Everybody has done something or will do something that's not pleasing in God's eyes. And we have to know, to know, too, about, you know, politics. I think another election year is coming up. You know, the Bible, God knows, God loves everybody. He creates everybody. Satan don't create people. God does. Right. And God and knows, created in his, in his word, he says, he knows the plans and the purposes that he has for people. He allows. It says he, concerning leaders, he, he raises leaders up and he brings them down so we have to at least acknowledge god knows what he's doing if he allows somebody to be in leadership through whatever process we use in our nation we have to acknowledge okay well god wanted that to happen so we're gonna still do what god told us to do and pray pray thy kingdom come pray that they receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge pray them into the kingdom I, I was just thinking about this morning how how I got saved, and I got born again at 38. Somebody must have been praying for me. They must have been praying for me. So that's what God's saying, men ought to always pray. He didn't say always hate, especially Christians. We're supposed to be praying, interceding. So we're wondering why nothing's happening probably in our nation because we keep grumbling instead of if my people who are called by my name will pray humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways. God says his people have some wicked ways. Well, he see, said, then they'll hear from heaven and I'll heal the land. See, and that's a that's a key part of that whole scripture. He says, if my people Right. Will he turn. didn't say those people. If, those if people are already... heathen scum will right. turn, turn he to me. He didn't say that. He doesn't say that. <laughs> if those people that aren't believers will turn to me. No, he yeah. says, if my, my people Right. So turn. obviously his people, he knows that his people have some evil in their heart. And again, it's displayed on Facebook and other places. I see his people spitting out evil constantly because he God didn't tell you to do that. He says, pray for people. Well, see, and then those same people are the ones who are saying, well, God's not done with me yet. I'm not perfect yet. God's still working on me. And yet we don't allow him to be working on anybody else. Right. And, and, right. And, and if he's working on you, you have to refrain from doing certain things. Well, see, and, and but I mean, <laughs> if, if I'm going to recognize that God's not done with me, that God is still working on me, well, then I have to give you a little leeway and that right. he's still working on you right. or he's still working on my neighbor or he's still working on whoever it is. He's working on all of Especially here he is. When we pray for people, he'll start intercession starts happening. The Bible says Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for us. Us who are his, who are part of the body of Christ. So with that same thing, we should be extending those same prayers 
to other people. What, 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 whatever forgiveness we want, we have to extend. You got to extend it. That's how and, it works and in God's all, system. And in everything, whatever we would want people to, how they, we would want love from them, well, we have to extend love. You if extend we want it. grace from people, we need to extend grace, forgiveness, everything that you can think of. However, we want people to extend it to us is how we need to extend it to them. A lot of people want love. A lot of people want forgiveness, but they're not always willing to extend it, it right. to other people. And, and the scripture says, Jesus talked about forgiving in a couple of areas of the New Testament. He says, and if you desire the Father to forgive you, be mindful to forgive others. You have to, whatever yeah, you like want. That second part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want, you have to give that. If you want, now I'm breaking down to the natural. If you want to have apples on a continuum in your backyard, you have to give the ground some apple seeds. You have to plant some of those apple seeds. You just can't be uh, just hoping and praying for some apple seeds. You're going to have to go give that ground some seed. Same thing with everything else. So even in, in spiritually, even in the natural with ourselves, if we want love, you got to go give love. God so loved the world, he gave Jesus. He gave love. He expressed this. Here it is. Here's my son, and I'm going to give him well, the forgiveness of sins. I'm, his my his sacrifice to the world is going to be my seed offering, and whoever received them are forgiven. And that's a whole another story because we like the uh, Christians. We sometimes want to judge other Christians by their works, not by their faith. We want to see them do some works, and if they ain't did things that we wanted them to do. And we don't care if they just got saved yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah. And we, I mean, we expect yeah, it all to be Yeah, if we see no miraculous sign in them, you know, in 24 hours, they can't be saved. Yeah, you know, I mean, remember, remember God ain't through with you yet. Well, well see, and here's the thing, and, and this is what happens. I've seen this happen in real life where a person was addicted to alcohol and they got saved and they never touched another drop from that moment on. Then I knew a couple other people that in the same condition that got saved, and it was a long time before they quit drinking. Well, their deliverance kicked in. And it was, for a lot of people, that was almost like a sure sign that it really wasn't real, because if it had been real, they'd have never drank another drop. And we can't make those kind of judgments about other people, whether it was real or not, or it happened this way to that person. I, I think we might have talked on this show before, I think the first denomination was the Muddites and anti-Muddites, where Jesus speaks to the one blind man and the man's eyes are healed. And then he makes mud with spit for another guy. And I think that someday those two guys met, and the one guy said, no, Jesus just speaks. And the other guy goes, no, no, he you're crazy. Mud. He got to make mud with spit. And the other guy says, what are you talking about, mud with spit? And so now the one guy, he's sure the only way Jesus can heal people that are blind is mud and spit. The other guy, he knows the only way Jesus can heal you is just speak. And so this happens in a, to us today in the sense that however our experience was and whatever our experience was is how we think that's how it has to be it has for to go everybody. That way. God to do it, man. And if it's not that way for that guy, well, then his isn't real. Well, I think Joshua had was that Moses, he had that same experience once God told them to speak hit the rock, and then God told him the second time to speak to the rock. So he wanted to do it the way God did it, told him to do it the first time, so he started beating on the rock. And God said, no, I didn't tell you to do it that way. I told you to speak to it this time. So we just have to be obedient to what God said, basically. 
and, and not try to say, well, we did it like this last time. It worked like this last week. Well, and and no. beyond that, just in our own experience, how our own experience is, and then try to make that over onto you. Right. Well, well, they did else. that. They did that with the Apostle Paul. He had a whole different his experience. Was called the Damascus Road experience. Well, he was Saul. That was his experience. And then the other disciples, apostles, that wasn't their experience. So they were like, "No, Paul's up to something because God don't work like that. We know how Jesus worked. We was with him." And, and, and Saul said, no, he, he spoke to me and he told me I'm going to have to suffer for his name's sake. And he gave me my assignment. There, there you have it. And Paul was and the main he, one that said about a thorn he had. And, and he was willing to go do that assignment no matter what it was. Wherever yeah. God called him is where he was going to. Right. And I mentioned, you know, in a sermon here recently that wherever he went, a riot or a revival broke out. Right. Sometimes both. Right, right, right. You know? Or some imprisonment took place. Right. But I mean, either a revival broke out or a riot broke out and he got done preaching. See, the word of God isn't passive. The word of God mm. isn't namby-pamby, just make people feel good. You either believe it or you don't. And when Paul would go and he would preach and people would hear the word of God, they would either believe it or they would just get riled up about right. it. We should not be that surprised when people don't like our message. When people don't like the word of God should not come as a real shock to people today. We try to water it down so that they don't mind it. So it's not too offensive. But Jesus is offensive to people. He is the dividing line in the sand. You either believe him or you don't. Right. And the word of God can be offensive to people, to the people that don't want to hear it, to the people that don't want to believe it, it is offensive. Yes, I was just speaking with a young lady uh, just Friday afternoon, and I don't know how we got on the subject of Christianity, but she was just, to her, there was just a lot of, again, I don't think she saved because she wasn't sure. I asked her what she saved, she said she don't know. But she had a lot to say about, uh, she called them hypocrites, hypocritical Christians, because they, she don't know anything about the Bible. She didn't study the life of Jesus. So I don't know how she would just think she know how Christians are supposed to be. But in her own mind, she has this picture or this vision of how Christians are supposed well, to be. they should be perfect. Right. They're supposed to be perfect. And I had to tell her that I'm not perfect, but the one I serve and put my trust in, he's perfect. That's Jesus Christ. So I'm in Christ Jesus. So as long as I'm in Christ Jesus, God sees me as he sees Christ. As he is, so am I. So I had to explain that to her, and she kept on saying, no, no, because you got to do this. i like, well, where's that? Show me that in the Bible. She's like, I don't know, because I don't know the Bible, but I know. So it's amazing how what people, don't, what people believe is well, what see, they believe. So many people think that Christians are hypocrites because Christians, as we said earlier, are willing to think God's not done with me yet, but I expect him to be done with you. Right. And so it's pretty hypocritical of me to say, to you, oh, God's not done with me, so you're going to have to expect some imperfections. But at the same time now, I'm not going to allow any imperfections from you. You have to be perfect. And that's pretty hypocritical to say, I can be imperfect, but you have to be perfect. And a lot of people hear, or at least think they hear, Christians saying that you now have to be perfect. And that we are, and you have to be too. And then they realize and see that Christians aren't. And so they think that's being hypocritical. What people need to hear is God's not done with me yet. He's working on me. 
but and I allow that same thing for you. You know what I, I believe and come to understand what being hypocritical is? Knowing that God is and he sent Jesus and you haven't put faith in him. That's being hypocritical. You knowing the truth and you just won't accept it. That's being hypocritical. You know he exists. Or that's yeah, yeah. Or you, that's just being dumb. Yeah, well, yeah. You you say you know he exists because you're telling me how I'm supposed to act because he exists. <laughs> well, yeah. But I've received him and accepted his grace and his love, and you haven't. Well, who's the hypocrite? Right. You claim you know he's he's real, and you know how I'm supposed to be acting because you believe he's real. Well, you didn't put faith in him. I got faith in him because he said his grace is sufficient. The things I've committed to him, he's able to keep. He will perfect those things concerning me, that concerns me. So, and he never leaves me or forsake me. He, he received me just come as you are. I understand that, and that's what I was trying to explain to the young lady the other day. But she was like, "Show it to me in the Word." And I say, "I don't have my Bible with me. It's in my heart. I'm giving it to you." But she wanted to see it in black and white. So I promised her I'm gonna come over there with my Bible and I'm gonna show it to her because I, I believe it. At the same time, she was hungering. She wanted to know the truth. Because she got in her mind, even that, again, when I asked her, was she saved? She's like, I don't know. Well, you, and I say, are you a male or a female? She said, I'm, she didn't say, I don't know. She said, I'm a female. Well, I know I'm saved. Well, see, to, to take the scripture, Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. Um, typically, if you don't know, you aren't. Right. It's right, kind of right. like being in love. People say, you know, are you in love? I don't know. If you don't know, you aren't. Because right. when you are, you know it. Yeah, and, and, and like Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Uh oh, he must have knew who he was in Christ. Because he said, I'm not ashamed of it. And he went out and proclaimed it, and he kept on proclaiming it till he said, I got to get to Rome. I yeah, got to get to Rome. Hey, people want right. to tear his arms and legs off, he's still going to proclaim it. Let people want to arrest him, he's going to proclaim it. So, yeah, so we have to just be mindful, you know, of who we are in Christ. And again, that's going to come back to one of the main things we say here is meditating on God's word, believing it, making a decision. And believing it and receiving it and, and, and go and proclaim it by demonstrating it, being that. And again, back to Facebook or wherever you at, you have to demonstrate God's love constantly. You can't be demonstrating God's love because the Bible said with the tongue, again, we bless God. And with that same tongue, we curse men, speak negative things over other people. And he says that ought not be so. So if he says that not ought be so, why do you keep doing it? Facebook is a new <laughs> thing, too. You know, it used to be people would yell at each other and stuff. Now they yell at each other on Facebook. Right, right. They and, do it on Facebook now. And yeah. so it's a little more anonymous. It's a little easier, uh, you know, and people feel a little more freedom and bravery, I think, to say stuff they would never say to a person's but, face. But you know what? Use that medium as, as a platform for the gospel. If you're a Christian, that's what I do. So I'm always putting out faith-filled positive things. I don't put out anything negative. I put out God so love the world. And things that are in line with, with, with the words of the kingdom. I'm edifying. I'm building up. I'm encouraging people. Because I know there's thousands of millions of people out there. And that's our job as an ambassador. Jesus went around preaching the good news. Not the bad news. But see, that's the, good the thing. News. Facebook, Twitter, all these things are not evil in and of themselves. No, no, no. They can be no. used well, for well, good. Well, it, all things are good. But Satan perverts things. 
So we can use, again, you can use a car for good or a car for evil. I can use a car to get I mean, to my destination. In, if, I can use a car to mow down some people. If, if you're inclined to be mean and nasty and rude, it just makes it easier. Right, right, it, right. It didn't make you mean, nasty, or rude. It just made it easier to be. Yeah. So, you know, whatever is inside of you, back to the scriptures in Matthew, it says, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart bring forth good things. It means whatever is planted in your heart in abundance, it's going to come out. It says in an evil man. under pressure. Right, right. In an evil man. And a lot of people are under pressure because the current administration, because they see their country is being taken away. And I'm like, wow, okay, we claiming countries now. Okay, (laughs) that's a whole other story. But at the same time, and and they see things going on. But see, all. What what kingdom are we a citizen of? Right. And Jesus says all these things are going to (laughs) happen. And he's saying. Yes, these things are going to happen, but as they're happening, don't you grumble about them. You start placing more and more faith in me and in my kingdom. Because if you put your faith in those guys, politicians are going to, if you put your faith in people, I'm just going to say people, people. they're going to let you down every time. every time. Every time. That's why the scripture says, have faith. Jesus said it. Have faith in God. He I mean, didn't say everybody have faith you know is going to let you down some way, so, somehow. Yeah, they are. They're I've been on this earth for 50 years. To, they're not going to do what they said they were going right. to. Something's going to happen. But God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So put your trust in him. And that's why I keep telling Christians, stop trying to trust in these world systems. Stop trying to trust in other people. Trust in God and put your faith in him because he's the one that's, he wants to be your source. Your number one source. Scripture says he's a jealous God. So when you start Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. God wants to be the one that adds to you. Not, he don't want politicians to be your source. But when I see people, you know, commenting on certain things about political leaders, that shows me where you're, who your source is. God's obviously not your source. I never place that. Now, I vote. I, I exercise that right to vote. But my trust is not in politicians. Believe me. It's my, I trust in the Lord with Oh, my heart. Oh, don't you yeah, know yeah. that if the Republicans can take over the Senate this year, that everything will be fine. It don't matter. God's still on the throne. If the Democrats can keep control of the Senate, everything will be fine. No, Jesus is still seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for me. If it doesn't matter. If the Republicans can keep the House, everything will be fine. No, it doesn't matter. If the Democrats can take over the House, everything will be hey, fine. Hey, but here it is. People think like that. How you know you're going to be around to see that? But you know what's amazing to me is that people think that that's actually right. Going to be real. You may be gone next that week. Somehow, if the right guy gets elected, or the right woman gets elected, it is gonna, not going to happen. I'm 50 the years world old. Will be set straight. I haven't seen. I've been seeing the same stuff going on for 50 years. I haven't seen Camelot yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in America. You know, we, yes, we're blessed to be in this nation compared to other na- geographic nations that's on the earth. But I, I, I've been seeing the same stuff over the news. Everybody's warning and everybody's griping. And, and Jesus said, I came to give you peace. He said, this peace I give you, the world can't take it away. Yeah, this joy that I give you, they can't take it away. So, And he's called the Prince of Peace. And he came to set up his own kingdom. A lot of Christians got to get a revelation that. He came to set up his own kingdom. And the, early, the first disciples kind of knew that. But they had a misconception of it because they think he was going to overthrow the Roman government. But he don't know. I came. This kingdom is going to be on the inside of you. But we're out of time right now. But we're definitely not out of faith. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, uh, this ministry has been a blessing to you. Once you find, consider financially uh, supporting us, you can send those love offerings to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.